Welcome to episode 56 of the Danso Pitch Podcast. I'm your host for today, Charles Danso. I want to welcome those tuning in from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as well as our YouTube viewers. Make sure to subscribe to today's episode. Very interesting episode for those tuning in, whether you're a first-time and or last-time listener. One of the main topics I wanted to cover today was what is the U.S. infatuation or U.S. tech firm's infatuation with hiring or promoting immigrant CEOs? This has been an ongoing conversation, whether you're listening to uh, CNN or Fox News, depending on your favor of news outlets and various others. Uh, the most recent one was Twitter's promotion of Paraj Agrawal, excuse me if I'm mispronouncing that name, who took over for Jack Dorsey after he announced that he was stepping down. But this follows a long list of immigrant CEOs coming into the forefront. Is this something that tech firms are purposely doing or is this by just by chance? Is it by work ethic? I'm going to get into that and also my perspective on the future outlook that I see for CEOs as a whole, especially in the tech industry, the, the vast growing tech industry. So let's get started. One of the main components that go into being a CEO is, one, understanding how to deal with different cultures, different perspectives of individuals. Now, a lot of people may ask the question, why can't someone that actually works or was born here actually take the full front? Why does it seem like a lot of immigrants are the ones that CEOs or founders are starting to actually want to hire or promote as? And there's very interesting conversation to have. But one thing I want to mention to you is a lot of times these CEOs, specific CEOs working in the tech industry, you can look at Microsoft, you can look at Google, Alphabet, you can look at, like just mentioned, Twitter, you can look at so many others. They have a story that tells their journey that comes into the forefront. Let me give you an example. The CEO of Alphabet right now, he had one of the most interesting stories. He was an individual that came into the forefront by basically living, basically he was poor for the most part had to claw his way into the industry, the tech industry. And actually, he actually ended up building, helping build the Chromebook when a lot of people thought that that was a dumb idea when he first started working for Google and or Alphabet as the parent company and now is the vast CEO. This relates to a lot of founders. Look at some of the most prominent founders of tech industry. You can look at Mark Zuckerberg. You can look at Jack Dorsey, I just named, of Twitter. You can look at even in e-commerce. You can look at Jeff Bezos. You can look at Bill Gates with Microsoft. A lot of these CEOs think outside the box. They do something that sets them apart from the rest of the competitors. When Amazon first started, they first started selling books before they got into selling basically all products and services through what is Amazon is the big conglomerate that it is now. But a lot of people weren't doing what Amazon was doing originally, using the internet to really promote a lot of products. A lot of people were still following the brick and mortar strategy, which basically means that a lot of people were going to physical stores to get a lot of goods and services. Now transition this 10 years later in the 2020s, a lot of people now basically do about 60 to 70% of shopping online. And that number is going to grow steadfastly, especially going to this new generation that we're coming into where all they know is the internet and how to do everything on the internet. So that's very important to note. 
This is why immigrants come into the forefront. The reason why there are a lot of tech firms or firms in general now are putting people in that are from immigrant or have immigrant parents and or are from a different country altogether or in different continent is because a lot of that times they had to think outside the box. Come, I can relate to that because at the end of the day, I came from a different country. I came from Ghana. When I first came into this country of America, I had to adjust. I had to do things different, but I also understood that I was coming from a different country where things weren't as easy for me. Even though I was really young, I understood that a lot of the stuff that I had to, I adapted to, I had to readapt and relearn. And as a result, in doing so, I wanted to take the opportunity now that I was in this country of the United States. That's how a lot of a lot of the CEOs now that are immigrants think. When they first come into this country, they already have the vast knowledge that they learned over there, but they understand that this is a country that you can make a way quickly as opposed to being in another country, whether you're in the continent of Africa, you're in India, you're in China, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I can go down the line. That is why a lot of people that seem to come from different countries or different continents altogether tend to grow up the ladder a lot faster nowadays is because, again, the opportunity is really, really, really easier. It's not easy, but it's easier to obtain than back home. Let me give you a quick example. If I wanted to go to Ghana right now and start a business, I can do it, but there's so many laws and regulations. You got to pay A, B, C, D. By the time you get to Z, you already, your business is like, your idea is shot because you paid out so much money. You had to buy off all these people, pay off all these people before you can even get the, your, your business off the ground. When you come to America, yes, there's laws and regulations involved, but it's not as difficult and it's not as frustrating as you are, you will have to deal with in another country. This is why, if I want to give an example, uh, Pichai, who is uh, right now example, he is the the main person in Alphabet. Originally, he actually was going to be the CEO of Microsoft. He was in talks to be the CEO of Microsoft, but uh, but he they ended up giving it to another person who actually comes from a similar background as him. And as a result, Alphabet realized this and ended up hiring him and actually making him the CEO once Larry Page left Google. Now, that's very important. Like I mentioned, dealing with different cultures. Now, what does that exactly mean? Yes, in the, in the United States, we deal with different cultures. We have different religions here. But it's a little different back home. What The reason being is because the totem pole from rich to poor is vastly different than it is in the United States. If you are poor, you are less than less back in different countries, whether, like I mentioned, whether you're in Africa or India or China. This is just through personal experience of seeing this through, like I mentioned, I'm from Ghana, and also speaking to different people, understanding how the total pole works, understanding how, again, if you are rich in a country like, example, India, you are basically the biggest. You can, you have so much land, you control part, part of the government because you have so much friends influenced in there. And when you are rich, you are dirt poor. You are literally considered almost to the likes of a slave. What I mean to say by saying that is, again, they literally mistreat you. They literally don't think you're nothing. So, again, the empathy comes into effect 
when you're coming from a different country and maybe you didn't have it as easy as some of the other people. Let's look at the Kardashians for an example. These are, again, they, down the line, they're not American, but pretty much they're American because I'm looking at Kylie Jenner, who's an American-born, as they quote, self-made billionaire. Now, she's not really, she's self-made in the aspect of, yes, yeah, she did get her business off the ground and she was successful, but she came into a family that was already rich. Her father was an Olympian. Her mother had started a, a family business through their TV show, the Keeping Up with the Kardashians. So someone like Kylie Jenner already had money established, even Donald Trump. His father was a real estate guru. So when Donald Trump came in to be his own man, he already had money. His family had money. So again, the empathy aspect didn't really come into effect as a lot as you see with a lot of these CEOs now coming into power, where their family didn't have much. They were treated as dirt. They had to literally claw their way to, to basically even make a name for themselves. So the empathy comes into effect because they had to start from the bottom before they came to the top. So, again, explaining what I mean by that is a lot of people like a Jack Dorsey can see that and say he understands what the struggle is like. He understands what it's like to look at something that's so far but claw his way to be at the top. It's not easy for a lot of immigrants. I, and, and I always hear this back and forth. I hear this conversation even among some of my friends that are American and this and that. They're like, oh, you're an you in America now, you, you got to made this and that. But they don't understand that when we're in family, especially if you're African, if you're Caribbean listening to this, if you're even Indian, Asian, whatever the case is, you have pretty much three choices growing up, which you always hear is either a doctor, lawyer, or engineer. <laughs> Those are pretty much the three occupations that a lot of our parents want us to be. And if you're anything outside of that, is either you have to be really successful or they consider you nothing outside of that. I had to struggle through that myself. When my mom, my mom would always tell me, why don't you be a doctor growing up? Why don't you go and be an engineer? Now, not to say that those jobs aren't prominent and good jobs. Of course they are. But a lot of our parents grew up thinking that was the end all be all to a lot of the work that you, that you basically have to do. As a result, a lot of these now immigrant CEOs come into effect actually follow up. A lot of these people have, have engineering backgrounds. They go to specific schools, especially, let me give you an example, like India. India is one of the, the biggest, if, if not hubs for, for IT, for, for understanding engineering. Most of today's Indian tech CEOs are engineers first and foremost, making them an engineer's manager. Now, what does that exactly mean? It means that they are a manager's problem solver. If you are an engineer, you have to figure out how to solve something, how to solve, example, like if you're an electrical engineer, how does wiring go into the building that you're working on? If you're a software engineer, what design, what graphic design, what computerized design do you have? can you do to make your company's data sheet look better or cleaner as opposed to having it to do with the manual way. This is why a lot of founders love CEOs, especially those with backgrounds, with engineering backgrounds. And what does that come into effect? I just told you, we grew up with, with our parents telling us you have to be a doctor, lawyer, or engineer. And this isn't me, and again, for the audience listening, watching this, or hearing this, this isn't me being racist or anything like that or trying to attack a certain group. Think about it. If you usually go to your doctor, a lot of them are either going to be other Jewish, going to be Asian, Indian, or and if they're black, they're usually other Caribbean or African. They're not actually from 
as they consider black American. Now, again, this isn't by coincidence. This is how we grew up. This is the totem pole that our parents, the pedestal our parents wanted to put us on to say that that is the hierarchy in a career path. That is the how you get to be the top of the top. And a lot of us don't grow up with money. A lot of those grow up with the idea as now a lot of people, you can start a business online. That's not how it was for us growing up. A lot of people, when we come from these different countries, those were the three other engineering being a doctor or being a lawyer. So that is why you see a lot of people that, that, that as I mentioned, from those different backgrounds are in those positions, in those jobs. When you go to see your doctor, you need a lawyer or whatever the case is. Because when you're coming from another country where, again, that's what our parents grew up on, our parents' grandparents, so to speak. So that's very important. So naming a place like India... India's CEOs make up 35% of the CEO workforce and grown vastly. And the reason being is because, again, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these CEOs now, they come from engineering backgrounds. You can look at the Microsoft CEO, Satya Nadala. He has an engineering background. He's the CEO right now of, of Microsoft. So that's very important. Even the CEO of Alphabet, Twitter, they all went to the Indian Institute of Technology, which is basically like, think of it like the Harvard of India for engineering. Now, they especially specifically a lot of colleges and universities are a little bit different than what it is in the United States. Let me explain what I mean by that. Usually when you go to school in the United States, they give you a vast array of concentrations to look at and sub-concentrations or prerequisites that you take towards the concentration that you're interested in. And a lot of times you may come into it undecided for your first two years of, of college or university before you actually pick the major your junior or your junior year. By your junior year in, in the United States, you should have your major selected. It's a little different for some of the other universities or colleges in the other parts of the world where even in, in secondary school, we, we, call, we call high school secondary school outside of the United States, where they already have, you already have a pre-established notion as to what you're going to do going to the university of, of, or technical university of your choice. Unlike a lot of the schools where you have a vast array of different concentrations, overseas is a little different. You have a specific concentration you may look at, whether it be law, engineering, and again, medicine. Now, it, depending what you want to do, the reason why I would think engineering would be something you want to do is, again, you're a problem fixer. You're, it's something where you have to figure out how you can make this easier, how you can break this down and put this apart. That is why engineering is, is a vast career to choose all across the world. You need a doctor all across the world. Everyone gets sick. You need a lawyer. There's criminals everywhere there you go. There's criminal activity going everywhere you go. You need someone to defend whether you're innocent or guilty. And you need a problem solver, someone that could break down whether it's through your house, whether it's through your, your work, the, using a computer, that can break down information and put it in an easier way for you to understand. This is why engineering now, especially in the world that we're in, the technological era that we're in, is growing so fastly, especially from different areas of the world. And that's why when, like the CEO of Microsoft, like the CEO of Alphabet, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, come into this workforce in the technologi technological world, 
they already have the knowledge because this is what they grew up in when they, they went to school, when they went to get an education. That is why founders such as Jeff Bezos, such as I could name Elon Musk, such as Jeff Dorsey, such as Tim Cook, they hire immigrants in leadership positions or lay page to run leadership positions or run the company themselves once they leave is because of the fact that they already have the vast knowledge taking a lot of these engineering courses uh coding courses etc 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 that's if you guys listen if for the for the last time listeners if you ever listen to an episode uh a coding episode a technology episode that emphasizes on a dance pitch what i always say to everyone is learn a different skill set outside of what you do in your nine to five workforce. Learn to code. Learn how to learn how the internet works outside of you just going on Google. Understand how to write code. It's important in any job force that you do now, especially now that everything is on the internet. It doesn't matter whether you work at Chase, J.P. Morgan, or you work at McDonald's. You have to understand how to use computers and not just really just going on the internet, but understanding how the internet works. That's how you get more money in your pocket. That's how you get recognized outside of what you do in your day-to-day work. You have to understand how information works, how to break it down and put it back together. So this is very important. Like I mentioned, Satya Nadala grew up in, in Hyderabad and studied at the Manipal Institute of Technology. He also came and, and got an MBA in the United States. And I forget, my apologies, I don't remember exactly what uh, what university he went to, but I know that it was one of the prominent universities uh, to date. But basically, he came into this workforce understanding how information works. He's been working at Microsoft since 92, and he just became uh, the CEO in this decade. But he basically was, like I mentioned, he was a problem solver in Microsoft. And the Microsoft, Bill Gates, and all of those people at thereafter, and I think the guy, uh, Steve Ballmer, they loved him because of the fact that anytime they had an issue, he was able to break down their information, put it together in a way that each of them could understand, and he was able to be a problem solver. That's what I tell you. Engineering equals problem solving. That is why most of the CEOs in the tech technological companies today, I mentioned all the big technology companies, look at the CEO's background, whether they're the founders or the people taking over for the founder they have either a coding or technology or engineering background. That is not by coincidence. That is done on purpose because when you are an engineer, whether you're a coder, whether you're, again, like I mentioned, whether you do software engineering, you are a problem solver. You have to be a problem solver in today's world. doesn't matter what workforce that you're in, whether it, like I mentioned, whether it's in, a, in what you can consider a a minimum wage job or a high-end job. What is a high-end job? High-end job is a job that pays a lot of money, like a lot of technology or investment banking companies. You have to understand how to break down information, how to make the job easier for your manager and shareholders, so to speak. That is very important. Who is paying? You have to make the job easier for the person that's paying your check, that's giving you your check, paying you on a whatever salary that you're making. You have to make the job easier for them. That is why a lot of, it's not by coincidence, a lot of immigrants now are the face of these Fortune 500 companies because they already have the mindset of having the engineering background, the coding background, that they're able to break down information, also start 
something new. Remember, I mentioned the current CEO right now of Alphabet, which is the the parent company of Google, was the one that started the Chromebook. When a lot of the when Larry Page and the rest of them at the time thought he was crazy for starting the Chromebook. Now look at us. We all use the Chromebook. It's on our Explore page when we go on the internet. That is something that he started, something that he thought about. And remember, he started at a company previously before going to Alphabet, a tech a technological company. And he had an engineering background because he went to university for that and he got his master's for that. So that's very important. Now, I'm not saying everyone has to get a master's. No, to be a CEO, to run your business, you don't need a master's. But you should learn or hire somebody with that vast knowledge. For you being a visionary, Steve Jobs needed Steve Wozniak. You need someone that can build your vision for you, your company. You need a team being in the, in the forefront of your company, being the face of your company. When you are a CEO, you need a team. It doesn't matter what type of career path you're choosing for your business. It doesn't matter whether you're a hairdresser, whether you're a chef, whether you're a graphic designer, whether you're a photographer, whether you're a model, whether whatever the case is, you need a team. You need someone that can help break down information for you, help run the the outside stuff while you fake focus on the overall. That is why I mentioned when I said you, for every Steve Jobs, there's a Steve Wozniak. For every Steve Jobs, there's also Tim Cook. Now, for every visionary leader, you also need a transformative leader. Now, what is a transformative leader? A transformative leader may not look 10 to 20 years down the line. That is not what his or her responsibility is. A transformative leader is what a lot of these new CEOs are coming into. They are problem solvers. They are people that can that take care of the information right now. How to make the company more money. How to bring out more products, make more revenue for the business, how to handle the team, the, the interchanging team. If you work for any company, whether you're the leader, you're always going to have to change staff. You're going to have to hire new people. You're going to have to promote people. You're going to have to fire people. These are This is the, what a transformative leader is. This is a person that is supposed to handle the now, take care of the now. It is not by coincidence that maybe Apple, it seems like every iPhone is pretty much the same. Maybe they just boost up the camera or they boost up the quality of the camera, but it's not much changing. But they're still making money even in the down year. How is that? They have different products. They have different revenue streams. They have free cash flow. Free cash flow is things that you, extra money that a company makes that they can reuse for more products, more services, more nonprofit uh, organizations, whatever the case is, whatever they want to do. This is just, different areas of, of streaming money streams coming from the company. That is what a transformative leader is supposed to do. Transform the company to make it more profitable, more noticeable to the, to the masses. That's very important. This is why a lot of individuals come from immigrant backgrounds or from a foreign background are coming into the CEO forefront. Now, why would they want to hire someone like that? What, what makes an immigrant a transformative leader? Think about it, their background. A lot of the CEOs I mentioned, they didn't come from rich backgrounds. They, they were poor or they were, they were just middle class. They didn't really have a name for themselves. They didn't have a family name backing them up like Kylie Jenner, Donald Trump, et cetera, et cetera. They didn't have that. They didn't have the Hilton name. They, they were nobodies. They came 
they they worked their way up slowly. Whether they were first, they were an analyst, maybe an associate, maybe they became a director, they maybe they became the chief operating officer, and then they became the chief executive officer. So they know how each part of the business works from the bottom all the way to the top. They know how. They know how different people are, how different personalities are. Everybody's different. Some people that you work with, their family has money, but they won't tell you that. The person you can be working with, maybe their mom is one of the shareholders for the company that you work for. And then you have somebody else who literally wasn't the greatest student, had to work his way up, his or her way up, basically went to a different odd jobs before he got, he or her, he, him or her basically got to the position that they are now. That's very important. This is what a leader a, a leader has to understand how to how different personalities are how different how people can be different come from different backgrounds have different stories. If you're someone that usually came you all you knew were money all you know was money growing up you always got anything that you wanted you're not gonna understand somebody that had to struggle had to understand that each day was different for them. They, some days you would have a thousand in your bank. Some other days you have zero. That's very important. You have to understand all of this. This is what makes leadership today because you're dealing in an era where anyone can get up. If you put in the work and you put the right team around you, you can be an overnight success. Overnight success doesn't mean tomorrow you're going to be rich. What it means is over time, in a year or two, your your bank account can change. Your Whoever you're working with, they can be making money for themselves and their family. You can also build a product or service that a lot of people don't know about or you have or, or a product or service that's already in place, but your vision, your idea made it better. This is what understanding what someone that may not have had everything given to them can do because they want something that could change their lifestyle. This is this, That's why I mentioned it's not by coincidence a lot of CEOs are hiring people that aren't even American or American citizens. They became other American citizens or still aren't, but they're they're in the process of coming from a different country and working their way up the totem pole, the ladder, as they say, because of the fact that they understand what it's like to start at the bottom to get all the way to the top of the company. That is not by coincidence, like I mentioned. Now, uh, now my question to a lot of individuals listening what are you doing now in your job or your your business that's going to set the stage in the next year to five years? What are you doing differently outside of just doing the regular work that's given to you or the regular work that is assigned to you? That is what makes a real leader. A leader is someone that thinks outside the box, does things a little different, doesn't really care for opinions because a lot of times people... Whether they say they believe in you, they don't really know till they see the full product out to the masses. Only you know what you can do at your job that sets you apart from your coworkers or your business that sets you apart from the competition. That is very important. That is why a lot of people are, are hiring. A lot of companies, firms are hiring a lot of people that come from different backgrounds. I just told you guys what exactly that, the reasons behind that. Now, what is the future? What do I believe that the future is like for the CEO spectrum, for people running different businesses, whether it was an established business or business coming into the forefront. I do believe that a lot of people from other countries coming into the United States or, or foreigners, so to speak, people from immigrant backgrounds will be running pretty much, I would say, 70% of the workforce 
businesses. The reason why is because, like I mentioned, I already established to you, they understand different cultures. They understand different statuses. They understand hard work because a lot of people, a lot of the CEOs of today, they come from hard backgrounds. That doesn't necessarily mean just poor. What I mean to say is that they had to work a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of nights where people wouldn't believe in you. Uh, sometimes you had to borrow money just to make ends meet. They understand the struggle. That is important. You have to understand that as a CEO, every day is going to be different. Some days your company will make money. Some days they won't. Some days you're going to be at the top. Some days you're going to need the help at, and be at the bottom. They have to understand how different days work. And humbleness. You have to be humble as a CEO. That's why a lot of CEOs now come from immigrant backgrounds because of the, what I told you. I already told you the story that some of them have and some I didn't even mention. But again, they come from humble backgrounds. They, Their parents struggled. Grandparents struggled. They were the ones that were able to change it for their families. So they understand what it's like for someone just starting out trying to better themselves. They can relate to them in a way differently than someone that may may always have had something given to them some that you know wasn't necessarily hard for them to obtain that's very important look at the best leaders today the best leaders today the best companies today started from individuals that literally built it from the ground up Look at the top companies. I don't have to mention them. You guys already know whether it's Microsoft, whether it's Google, whether it's Amazon, even now Tesla in a sense. These were individuals that literally built the company from the ground up. That is why if you look at some of the richest people today in the world, they were self-made billionaires. And even on their way now, they were starting to trillionaires because they obtained money or were given money and then made it more better than what their predecessor was doing. That's very important too. You can be you can come into wealth. But what do you do with that money? A lot of people can be given money, but they don't necessarily understand how to handle it or how to handle a business. Your mother and father can give you a business, if, but if you don't understand those traits I mentioned of being humble, being able to grow money, being able to relate to different people, different backgrounds, you won't be successful. You will, you will actually even be hated in some aspect or, or, or disrespected because of the fact that the person that that's working for you will be like, this person understand what I have to do every day. This person wakes up, they have people wash them, for, wash them, take them here, there, whatever the case is. They got their breakfast pre-made. I got to get up, drop my kids to school, come work, pick my kids up from school, make sure they do the homework, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You have to have someone that understands that. That's why there's a humbleness to a lot of CEOs. If you listen to Jeff Bezos talking about how he binge watched this with his kids. If you listen to, um, again, all these other CEOs, how they want to go and, and give money to these un impoverished areas in the world. It's not by coincidence. It's because that's the humbleness factor that, they did, that they've displayed. They, un they understand how that, yes, I may have this money. I may have this fame. But there are people that's trying to get up there and I got to do my part to help them get up there. You can be working with someone right now, ladies and gentlemen. I want you guys, whether you're listening or watching this, to understand. You can be working with someone right now next to you that can be running the business or company that you work for in the next five to ten years. It happens just like that or can even be your manager. You just don't know.
that is why it's important to understand how to build relationships with different people. Be, go out there, how to, how to come down on the level, whether you have the money, you understand how to relate to people. These are all important factors that come into play. So it's very important. Again, that's what I wanted to just mention. So for those out there that may be listening and saying to themselves that, why is it that it seems like this CEO from this country is getting hired and why isn't this person, or why, why am I not getting promoted? I mentioned to you the different factors. Let's take away the immigrants for the, from a second. Ne- look at the different traits I mentioned. Humbleness, different backgrounds, cultures, understanding that it, 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 the, thing, the job could be taken to me like that. So what am I going to do to set myself up from the competition, differently from the competition? These are all questions that you have to ask yourself coming into the workforce, coming into a position of leadership. What can you do that sets yourself apart from everyone else? That's very important. I want to just highlight that again for those listening, that whatever that you may be doing today, you have to do a little bit different. And like I mentioned, get the education. It doesn't, it doesn't mean you have to get a master's degree. You don't need a master's degree. And then again, I'm not against it. If you want to pursue a master's degree, I also think there's a benefit to that because you're working in group settings. You, as, a, as a CEO or someone in a position of leadership, you have to learn how to work in different settings. You have to learn how to run a company, understand how a company is making money. These are all different factors you have to listen to. But there's also certifications out there. Now we have the internet even. You can go on YouTube. You can go on Google just to look up certain information that you're interested in learning more about. Do that as a leader. That's how you get smarter. Read. It's very important to read. Read whether it's whether it's you want to read how a company builds data sheets for an audit when tax season comes. Whether you want to read a book, how to be a better leader, how to basically run a company, delegate tasks. These are all things as a CEO you should do. It's not by coincidence that CEOs read a lot. It's not just them to tell you that, oh, I just like to read. No, they're trying to learn more information, how to better themselves, understand how the world works. This is why, like I mentioned, engineering comes into effect because engineering is breaking down information, breaking down software, how, how to make that better. These are important factors. What are you doing that sets yourself apart from the rest of the pack? I want to thank those tuning in today from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Again, this is episode 56 of the Danso Pitch. Thank you all. Have a great rest of the week. Peace.